0: Hello everyone, this is Natalie Ledwell and I'd like to welcome you to The Inspiration Show. Uh, today my very special guest is Patricia Corey. How are you Patricia? I'm great, thank you Natalie. It's an absolute pleasure to have you here today. You are the author of many different books um, and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, you know, the subject of those previous books but you've actually just written um, a book in fiction. Uh, but it's fiction with a purpose, I think we can call it, <laughs> which is the first book in a in a trilogy with a very important message, which I'm really looking forward to you sharing today. So, um, what we might do uh, in this, you know, the uh, the the, uh, the vein of the show that we normally do is just start uh, with your background, your story, and how you got into, you know, the type of work it is that you do.
1: Okay. I have to go way, way back because I'm no youngster and <laughs> back to my childhood as a uh, clairvoyant child with a wonderful mother who really allowed me to express that. And I grew up with a lot of paranormal, extraordinary things occurring to me that in in, in certain ways I thought were normal because when you're a kid and you don't realize that not everybody has all of that... Uh, let's say, vision or whatever you would like to call it. So I I grew up psychic, uh, grew up clairvoyant, and had many intervals during my life when it became more and more powerful. And that brought me on the path of spirit. I grew up in San Francisco Bay Area, which is a wide-open community, one of the, let's say, one of the most open places on the planet. Well, you know, you're on the West Coast. And uh, I was, uh, let's say, at the birth of what we could call the spirit, Phenomenon, the spirit movement. Uh, I was there, very active, learning about crystals, learning about healing, etc. And uh, for all these years, that's what I've I've been most focused on: is serving the greater good, healing, bringing light as much as I can to through the dark corners of the planet.
0: And yes, sorry. Now, so you're you're actually the author of many um, many books. Um, Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about um, the subject that you normally, you know, write about in the, in the previous books before the emissary.
1: Okay. My first books were, are very popular. They're known as the Syrian Revelations. And these were channeled books from sixth six dimensional beings, Syrian high council. And they came in at a time when we were still a decade away from the great shift and there was a lot of confusion of what what we were going to go through. And there was a lot of conspiracy and a lot of dark, hidden agendas that are starting to come to light now. In fact, have come to light. I think people finally are getting it. So they were instrumental in helping people understand our role in the galactic shift, our role as beings, members of a galactic community. And that's huge, because from until now we've believed we're orphans. The only beings in this magnificent multiverse, so this material was very inspirational for people because also it was filled with hope and with vision of our ascending out of the density of this 3D illusion and taking our role as multidimensional beings in this incredible multiverse.
0: Right, so you're talking about the shift or the big shift. Does this have anything to do with uh, the events that happened on December
1: 21st in 2012? Yeah, I think most of all, when people say, well, what happened? We didn't ascend. I didn't go through any <laughs> great light. Uh, I don't get it, and I, it makes me laugh because we had the same phenomenon with Y2K when everybody thought the world would end because the computers would, would switch off or whatever, and the the essence of it is, we, we, are, we know that we've entered into a new cyclical, celestial cycle, a very important cycle. But more than that, we shifted so much in 2012 because when we survived it, all of the gloom and doom, all of the incredible fear that we would not survive that, disappeared overnight. And that was a huge shift. You know the law of attraction and how things manifest. So when all that fear all those billions of people that were wondering if they would survive it. That went overnight. Of course we had to experience a big shift, and that alone. And I think that uh, we people's expectations were very different of what it would be like, so they might not have realized or sensed or appreciated this aspect of the shift, which is it's a whole new world now. We know we survived that. Maybe we can survive anything and wow, what does that mean for the possibilities of what we were going to manifest now?
0: Exactly. So, I mean, you know, I, I've mentioned this before on the show how, um, you know, I've noticed um, and not specifically since... December 21st, but um, I've actually noticed the, the, the growing number of conversations that I'm having with, with friends and with people that are more consciously aware, that are sort of more worldly aware than they were before, um, you know, because so, I live in California, so sometimes I'm like, yes, I'm just in the California bubble, um, but I'm actually even when I go back to yep. Australia and when I travel, I'm still having these amazing conversations.
1: Is this what you're finding as well? Well, yes, I live in Europe, so there is also another consciousness in Europe because it's a whole new media slant and whatever. But I have to say that without a question, I travel all over the world, and uh, that old mindset of, you're a bunch of foo-foo people, what are we called, woo-woo people, that is shifting, especially because the quantum scientists are now saying maybe they've got it right after all. I had, when I had my radio show Beyond the Matrix, I had Michio Kaku on, and he said, maybe you, we're realizing now, Patricia, that science is, in fact, catching up with the spiritual people, and I said, well, yay, it's about time, welcome to our world, so there's also that, science and spirit are are merging, and that is allowing a lot of people that were blocked before to say, well, hey. The scientists are saying it too. Maybe there's something to it. And that's a, it's a wonderful experience. And I am personally very attracted to the merging of science and spirit yes. and how this means, um, which is one of the reasons why I've, I've written a fiction book. I want to be able to give people enough of a venue, a vehicle, to embrace spirit and and yet give them the fact, give them the, uh, the storyline that will help them embrace it absolutely
0: I know I just uh, was recently speaking at a law of attraction event in Palm Springs and um, and it was interesting to see because you know everyone was talking about law of attraction um, some of us were talking about quantum science um, but how science and spirituality really are becoming very very closely combined now and how we can actually you know for, for regular people or for, for people that are like you're right. There's a little bit woo a little bit out there. To have that scientific evidence, uh, or that scientific backup of, you know, what we've been saying for a while now, um, is really helping to to change people's perception. So, so where do you see this shift taking us? You know, what do, what uh, what can we expect, or what can we, how can we see the world changing as a result of this shift?
1: I just, I'd like to, before I answer that question, I'd like to add to what you said, and that is that uh, when you hear quantum physicians saying, we now understand that you cannot simply, you cannot have an objective scientific test, because the mere fact of observing it affects its outcome. That is so simple, mm-hmm. and yet it's it's everything. So I think that uh, where we're headed is to understand cause and effect like we've never had before, and of course, uh, in your terms, law of attraction, and how we manifest everything around us. And What's important now is to take ownership of that power, of that creative ability, and to turn it out not only for our own betterment, because let's face it, a lot of the we, sorry, techniques we learn are about becoming more gifted, becoming more successful, etc. I think that we are at a time now where we really need to bring that out to the greater community because we need to heal this planet. This planet needs help, and we need to stop to, to really embody what we're talking about, and that is the oneness. And so, wonderful that we're getting it. Now let's see that we can spread this around the world and make everyone part of understand their part in that oneness. And, and by doing that, heal the planet and prepare ourselves for what I believe is soon to be uh, the revealing of our... Galactic, Greater Galactic Family, I'm very excited about that, I'm so ready.
0: (laughs) That sounds so awesome. So it sounds like this shift that we're going to be experiencing is really helping us to completely comprehend and understand how we are all connected, we all are part of God or the one source um, and how we're connected and interrelated to each other and so it helps us to not just take better care of ourselves and our fellow man but the planet as well. Uh, which brings me to your latest book, *The Emissary*. So, tell us a little bit about the your motivation behind, you know, writing *Emissary*, and, and you know why, why, where you see this trilogy going.
1: Well, I kind of didn't have much to say about it because I woke up one morning and I was guided, to uh, from my guides who said it's time to write a movie now. It's time to talk to more people now. It's time to, I was like a movie, whoever wrote a movie. So I. Uh, I said, okay, I looked on the internet how to write a screenplay (laughs) and got the software and off I was off and running to write this movie and it was so exciting because, in fact, these uh, characters sort of took their own life and started speaking and telling the story and there are obviously aspects of things that are important to me, like any other writer. So there are messages there about the ecology of the Earth would be the primary story. But I've managed to sip in some other little aspects like uh, the one world order, the, the secret government that rules the planet, and or believes they do, and uh, what we're up against, because I think that it's important not to be afraid to know what we're up against, because that's an easier cure of what we're going to do about it. So there are the people that say, no, 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 I only want to manifest beauty and light. And then I'm from the school of, well, let me see it all. I'm not afraid of any dark things. I want to know it. Let me see it. We came from the dark at some time, didn't we? We jumped, off, we jumped out from source. We plunged into the darkness, and we're t- returning to source on this incredible spiral of light. So it brings forward issues that I think are important for us to know about. And also because you've got to, if you're going to tell a story, you've got to have an antagonist, right? Right. So it's, uh, it's a study of dark and light, and it's a story about the earth appealing to the human race, and the whales are the voice and the hero, Jamie, is the emissary for, the, for them. Wonderful.
0: So um, so tell me about uh, some of the uh, issues that you would like to
1: be brought to light as a result of the book. Well, I'm out here screaming a lot about sonar and what's being done to the oceans because what people don't know, what many people don't know, is that there are several new programs that will from the Navy that will be blasting untold volume of sonar through the oceans around the States particularly where you are, and that's the end of the, uh, that is the migrating area for so many cetaceans. And they're going to be doing more, and they're going to be louder, and apparently uh, there doesn't seem to be any human outcry about this. So it's carte blanche for the Navy. They're even going to blast uh, nesting areas for right whales, that will mean that they won't be able to birth their their young. It's a very serious issue, and uh, I want to talk about it. And so I've brought it through in the book so that uh, people can hear about it and question, could this really be real? And uh, yes, it is, and it's urgent, and I I think that we need to do something about that because a deaf whale is a dead whale. And what's happening is these excruciating sounds are blowing the brains right out of our whales and dolphins. That can't continue. It just can't. We have to take some sort of action. And that's one. And then, of course, um, the question of oil, the oil drillers and what they're doing to our oceans. But again, it's a suspenseful, action-packed storyline so that I can tell those issues and involve people without having a reaction of, this is too heavy, I don't want to, deal with it. Let's deal with it. Let's change it.
0: I agree. So if someone's reading the book and they're really moved to want to be taking some kind of action, um, you know, is there a, somewhere in the book that we can do this, that, that lines, you know, out uh, details for us where we can do that? Or what do you recommend we can do if we really want to do take
1: some action to stop this? Uh, I have a new organization called Save Earth's Oceans. My website is saveearthoceans.org. The, it's new, I'm, I'm looking for volunteers, I need donors, I need a lot of help to make this work and uh, there are, I don't want to make this sound like a plea for my own interest so if people want to do something, just move, do it, there are organizations that are doing great things, you've heard that they've stopped whaling for the time being, uh, the Japanese have been stopped on their whaling ships, isn't that exciting, and I, I know you're, you're Australian, Hmm. So they are no longer allowed to take those animals in the name of research. And this is due to human pressure. This is due to us, the petitions, the work, Sea Shepherd, uh, Greenpeace. And so I'm new. I'm a little organization, but I support them as well. And what I'm telling people is do something. Sign a petition. Don't be afraid. Send some money. I always say, These are our warriors. The Sea Shepherd, they're hanging off ships. Their lives are at stake every day. And we say, oh, yes, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. But send money to – send what you can. Do what you can. Give up a cappuccino a week at Starbucks and uh, send money to an organization that you believe in and that you trust in. And then, of course, there are so many things. Cleaning up the beaches, being aware. When you see – I saw recently a tortoise. And it had grown around this horrific plastic top caps for the six packs of beer. And this poor tortoise, it was half, and then this little waste, and then another half distortion, struggling in the hand of man. I can't stand it. So I think this is my way to hopefully get more people to pay attention. Excellent.
0: Now, Patricia, I know that you um, actually have a, a live event coming up very soon um, and uh, so that people can actually get to, to connect with you more and the work that you do. So tell us a little bit about what you've got coming up in May.
1: Thank you for that. I will be back in the States after 10 years. I live in Italy, so I haven't been back. And I'm doing a tour in the States for the book. But I'm also do, do, giving two workshops. And one is in San Francisco, May 10th and 11th. And this is my DNA, very powerful DNA activation. It's about rewriting the uh, genetic information at the, at the cellular level. And it's very empowering. And uh, some people say it's quite life-altering. So it's a two-day intensive. And it's being held at San Francisco. Uh, what, what more beautiful place, San Francisco, by the Bay? So people can write to me about that and, uh, for more information. And I'm doing another in Miami on May 24th and 25th. And that is the same workshop. And I'm also speaking at the Westwood Public Library in L.A., but I don't remember the date. And I'm also invited to the Agape Spiritual Center for book signing on the 18th of May. So hopefully I will see some people. Perhaps we, you and I can get together as well. Well, I will definitely see you at Agape. That is my uh, Sunday
0: morning ritual. I don't live far from there. So
1: Fantastic. I'll definitely do
0: it. So, um, if we want to send people somewhere to find out more about you, Patricia, and, and about the dates and everything you've got coming up, where
1: can we send them? There's patriciacorey.com. Uh, there's also uh, the Syrian, well, Syrianrevelations.net. That's my main site. And there's a website for the new book, The Emissary, The theemissary.net. And I always tell people, if you can't find me on any of those, just Google Patricia Corey because I'm, I'm pretty visible on the Internet. Wonderful.
0: Well, I look forward to meeting you uh, very soon and um, can't wait for thank that. Um, now, and, again, thank you so much for joining me today and, and being able to share this amazing message. And, um, and I wish you the best with your book, The Emissary.
1: Thank you so much. I wish you all the best as well.
0: Great, right, thank you. Now, guys, I encourage you to share this video. You can do that by clicking the Facebook in the Twitter share buttons on this page. Um, I also, if you haven't downloaded the app, make sure that you do that so you can watch the shows on the go. You don't actually have to be in front of your computer anymore. And make sure that you put your email in the box on this page as well because I would love to send you the Manifesting with the Masters video e course. It's valued at $87 and I'd love to send it to you for free. So, until next time, remember to live large, choose courageously and Love Without Limits. We'll see you soon.